With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there, and welcome to the Christine Wolf Podcast, where we offer tiny bites of inspiration to some of life's biggest challenges. I'd like to welcome Lauren Tazlitz and Leanna Reichenbach. Welcome, Lauren and Leanna. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Tazlitz Reichenbach Productions presents Join the Club, a new musical. Please fill our listeners in right off the bat about what Join the Club is and how you came to bring it to the stage. Join the Club is a story about Sarah, who, in order to make partner at her law firm, is forced to join the Women's Club and help in their fight to build a local shelter. Unfortunately, Sarah has never raised a finger let alone a hammer, for anyone else before. <laughs> so the questions that we're looking at in the, the course of the, the show are whether she'll be able to learn the importance of female friendship and community, will the women get their building permit in time, <laughs> and will anyone survive yoga class? <laughs> so the show is packed with uh, upbeat songs that cover everything from love and marriage to Brazilian waxes... Oh, and Flying Coach. It's a good humored look at the power of sisterhood, philanthropy, and matching hard hats. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so one of the characters, Cynthia, is a stay-at-home mom, PTA extraordinaire. Um, four kids. Four kids, volunteers, way too much. And... Consequently, is always running around from breakfast to breakfast. She's late for everything. Yes. And so uh, the the oldest member of the, the group, Bet, who is worldly and experienced, is explaining to her that although when she was told by her mother that the magic word is please, her mother did her a big disservice, and actually the magic word is no. no. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. And you know the title. <laughs> the magic word is no. Yes. Cure that affliction. Don't feel guilty. Make the others pull their weight. Aren't you tired of being drafted by the mommy set? You're in charge of Part of the reason that Lauren and I undertook this project is we met through the Women's Club of Evanston and um, got involved in their benefit show. And through that experience, sort of got sucked into the Women's Club more than either of us would have thought that we would have um, been involved with an organization like that. 
Uh, and the, the purpose is philanthropy and community service. And so this show really encapsulates a lot of our experiences with that club. And in order to bring people in, but also to give back to nonprofit organizations that are doing good works in, in our communities, we are giving $5 for each ticket that is sold um, with a code for each particular social service organization. Wow. And you just, had you ever seen that sort of a, a methodology done before with ticket sales, or did you just sort of come up with this because it seemed the right thing to do with the theme that you were already? It, it's, I've never seen it done. I mean, I've, I think I've seen similar things done in other contexts where people say, come and shop on this day and we'll give 10% of all proceeds to sure. whoever. I've never seen it in the context of a theater company. Um, that being said, most of the theater companies in Chicago are not for profits themselves, and it would probably not make sense for them to give money to other not for profits. Sure. It makes sense for us to give back to, I mean, the Women's Club is one of our partners. It makes sense for us to give back to them as well as these other organizations because it is so in keeping with both the spirit and the genesis of the show. Mm -hmm. And the, um, you know, and, and we, the producers are individuals. And so the gift is really from us wow. um, to all of these not-for-profits, whoever chooses to partner with us. And right now, I think there may be 10 or 12 organizations, maybe even more. And we are open to partnering with whoever might be interested. There's no limit. Wow, even leading up to... If somebody called us right before the final weekend and said, we have 20 people that would like to come and see your show that support our organization, we would say, if you can sell 20 tickets, we will make a $100 donation, no problem. Wow. Why think you're better because youth is on your side. But I'm a milf, a real go-getter who's got nothing left to hide. I don't stop to look in mirrors. I refuse to put on spanks. I won't beg for your affection. You're the one who'll give me thanks. If you think you're up to the challenge, then it's time for you to engage. Because I get better with age. Going with the flow. Still center stage. Stealing the show. Flirting with the boys. Strutting my stuff. Greasing all my gears. They just can't get enough. I'm reading, honey. Put your bookmark on my page. I get better with age. Better with age. Better with age. What is the either website or Facebook page that people can go to to get more information? Facebook.com backslash join the club, the musical. What an amazing. All right. Let, let me just. Right up front, clear the air here. So I I got a um, an email maybe a month ago uh -huh. from um, from a friend who said, "Hey, I I know these wonderful women who are putting on an amazing show. I think they'd be great for your podcast. Why don't you um, consider it?" So I thought, well, sure. And I started emailing. Was I emailing with Lauren? And I got a little bit of information from Lauren about what the show was about as well as uh, 
the background that you and Leanna bring. And I was immediately intimidated. And I'm going to ask you to both explain your background so that listeners will understand what I'm so insecure about. I was so completely impressed by what you two have accomplished, where you have taken your lives, that I wore a special skirt today and washed my hair <laughs> just for this podcast. We straightened ours. I got my hair colored. <laughs> I was so, I mean, I'm, I'm a generally insecure person, but this really had me going. And it was funny because I, I felt so like, whoa, the, what are they going to be like? Are they going to be tough to relate to? Are they going to be, give us a little background on who you are and, and what you've got. <laughs> yeah, and you're already looking like, oh, I'm going to downplay this, but... It's okay. Um, so you are looking for our academic credentials, clearly. That's really what we got. <laughs> but I went to, I so far have three degrees. One is Princeton, one is Harvard Law School, and then I also have a certificate framed from the Second City Writing Program. That's and, really important. I was going to say, Which is wow. the only one that is hanging. I don't know where the other two are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm actually going to get a master's at Tisch starting in um, in the fall in musical theater writing. We haven't done that much else, right? I mean, well, in between, you know, the normal things, <laughs> writing shows and having children. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Lauren. Okay. And Leanna? Leanna. Um, so I grew up in Florida, went to Yale for school, and then also went to law school because that's what frustrated performing arts people do. Do you see why I was so freaked out? Okay, go on. And um, graduated and uh, much to my parents' chagrin told them that I was moving from the wonderful Chicago area to Poland for the year. Wow. Um, and with her husband. With my husband. Uh, I was unusual in that I got married very young. I'm still married, yeah. but got married very young. Um, so we, we spent the year in Poland, and then I went to the London School of Economics for yet another degree, which is shocking to me. <laughs> shocking. shocking to me. She has never uttered a single word that would give me any clue she knows anything about economics. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a law degree. Oh, it's another law degree? Yeah, it's math. Math. Wait, you can do that? You can get a law degree at London School it's, of Economics? It was a oh. master's of international law. Oh, no, we haven't really talked about that much either. No, no, it's not all that interesting. <laughs> it doesn't come up much. <laughs> no. I, I, and then I dabbled a little bit in, in law when we were living abroad in, in London for six years and then came back here and started a family and haven't worked professionally since then. I worked. I forget. It was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? Well, I worked at a big law firm in New York, and then I was in-house counsel at Mount Sinai Medical Center, which was a hospital, a medical school, and a not-for-profit foundation, which I loved. And then we moved to Pittsburgh, and actually I was pregnant with my daughter, and I was offered the job, I was 29 years old, offered the job of being general counsel of the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. And because I was pregnant with my daughter and had no idea how I would feel when I was holding the baby, I asked them if I could do it part-time, and they said no, and I said no, because I didn't want to take it on and then come home with the baby and realize sure. I didn't want to do that. Um, so I did a little work uh, independently 
for doctors and you know and other health related issues but then when we moved here my kids were five four and one mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had no professional connections and my husband was capable of supporting us so I did nothing and stole it until I started writing parody lyrics <laughs> <laughs> just for fun for the women's club of Evanston yeah, well, I did it sooner for the, the middle school in Winnetka. Their only fundraiser used to be a parent written, produced, performed show. It was literally the only fundraiser for the middle school. And so I started doing that. I was probably the only person involved with that show whose children begged them not to be. <laughs> Isn't that the way it works? <laughs> Everybody else, my kids begged me to do this and my kids begged me not to. Um, <laughs> because it took so much time or no, because, because they you were it was their mom? embarrassing. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, they thought it was really embarrassing, but that was an impetus to do it, of course. Right. <laughs> I'll show them. But anyway, um, when they got out of middle school, I switched over to the Women's Club of Evanston, which was doing a similar kind of show, except that show could be off-color. And the middle school show was G-rated. So this was, you know, the Women's Club show was a lot more fun. And, Leanna, were you already involved with the Women's Club stuff? And that brought the two of you together when Lauren Lauren jumped in? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so we started, I'm trying to think, what was that? 2007? Oh, that we met each other? Oh, I don't know. Right around then. 2007 or 8. I admired her from afar because she's actually a really good performer. She can sing, dance, she likes being on stage, and she's a great writer. Even more reasons to feel completely um, insecure around you. I mean, yeah, you're... you're... It's hard for me not to feel insecure around her. (laughs) Man, you're lucky you're both so nice. Uh, Because I'd have a real problem with this show. This song is sung by MC, who is a little bit... Holistic, new agey, granola, wears Birkenstocks, that kind of thing. Um, telling everybody that they need to relax a little bit more and that they need to breathe in through their nostrils. <laughs> and what's this one called? Breathe in through your nostrils. <laughs> you need to get the pattern pretty soon. I know. I, see, again, <laughs> you're the smart ones and I'm just catching up. No, we're so smart. How can we remember the name of this so, song? Huh? It's breathe in through your nostrils. Breathe in through your and here it is. Be aware, begin to focus, and the air will do the trick. Feel it gather all the toxins and exhale what makes you sick. Be relaxed, be in the moment, still be you, but more like me. Take your type A personality and exchange it for type Z. Just breathe in through your nostrils and suddenly you'll find that the troubles that have troubled you have all been left behind. We had finished the show at the women's club and Lauren came up to me afterwards and said, so what are you doing now? <laughs> I think I might've said I'm having a baby. <laughs> no, she was totally three when she, she we was, started. Okay. She was alive. 
Um, <laughs> said, would you like to try to write something that's more than three minutes long? And I said, sure. So we just started meeting. Well, I guess when, when my daughter was napping. Yeah. <laughs> we started taking walks and to try to figure it out. And it was Leanna who said, why reinvent the wheel? We have all of these numbers that we've written, that we've had in front of audiences sure. and that we know work. Why don't we choose, you know, 12 of those or whatever it is mm-hmm. and see if we can come up with a story from which to hang those numbers. And that was how we started. And then, honestly, I mean, we just found an early script and there were songs in there we had no memory of writing. We never, we didn't know they were in there. And so, obviously, it evolved. Changed a lot. <laughs> Opened up. You know, between the time we started and the time we, well, and now for sure. So that was 2007, 2008, did you say? That was probably 2010, I'm guessing. 2010, yes. And then for the first, when we worked it the first time, we Mm -hmm. were using parodies of songs that had already been written, and we changed the lyrics to them. And after that um, production, we decided we wanted to have new composers write original songs to go with the lyrics we had written. So it's sort of a sure backwards process. Right. And at the time there were we we caught one extremely talented Evanston uh well was he from Evanston? I don't know he was from he was from composer. Composer who had graduated from Northwestern, was starting at Tisch, the same program that Lauren's gonna be starting in the fall. And he had a summer free oh. and we set him on all of these to reset the lyrics because he was such a great he is such a good composer wow i mean the timing couldn't have been more perfect yeah and then what wasn't perfect was somebody told him he should be working on his own project so he left us <laughs> oh <laughs> and so then we uh, began our search for other composers in the chicago area and i'm pretty sure i talked to almost every single one of them. <laughs> um and, and so the rest of the songs came from various people, including Leanna. Um, so there are a number of Chicago composers represented in the show. Okay, and what's our next song? So uh, Cynthia also is um, middle-aged, perimenopausal, has having a moment where she just cries inexplicably, whether it's at a grocery store, whether it's watching a TV commercial, one of those Kodak commercials that... <laughs> has beautiful children running across the, the fields. Um, and they're saying, why are you crying? And she said, I'm just, it's my hormonal life. And that's the name of this. My hormonal life? Just hormonal life. Oh. And here it is. July 9th and 10th. Okay. The press opening, and I hope there's room for all of the press that we expect to show up, (laughs) is July 11th. 
they should be in touch immediately so we can make sure there's room for them. <laughs> and then it plays, it's four shows a weekend for three weeks. So we, the first performance is July 11th and the final is July 25th. And where's it playing? The Skokie Theater. How did you get through the process of evolution without, was there ever a question that this is just, this has taken on a life of its own, what are we doing? Or, I mean, was that a challenge at all? Or did you just always knew you had to keep going forward and forward and, and keep making it better and better because... <laughs> Um, what better did we have to do? <laughs> well, that, you know what? They always talk about the ticking time clock that you're yeah. supposed to have. And I think what happened with this, because you can keep something, project just simmering on the back burner for a long time. Oh, sure. Until Lauren said, oh, by the way, I'm going to start school <laughs> in the fall of September 2015. We better, if we're going to do something, we better do it now because I'm leaving. Nothing like a deadline, though. That's I mean, deadline. That's right. you have to yeah. have that. Otherwise, you're right. It'll just keep simmering and simmering. Well, it just seems so silly to have it sitting there and not have anything happen. So to make it happen, I just have to ask, did did you just pick up the phone? Did you kind you of draw too, on connections? You two can pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and call the Skokie Theater and tell them you would like to rent it. And then you will be able to have a production. <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. It's that easy. I don't need all these credentials. No, I don't need. No, all you need is to be able to write a check for a deposit. Is that how it? See, you know, though this is this no, is no. But you know what? Honestly, when we were doing the workshop, yeah, um, we had planned to do it, and then I don't remember why we canceled, but we changed our minds, and then we decided to do it again. Maybe it was because we lost the director we wanted. Whatever it was, we decided not to do it, and then we decided to do it again in October. And at that point, I had just met a young woman who was new to Chicago, who was a production manager. I didn't even really know what that was, and I'm not sure I still do. <laughs> but when we decided to do it, I said, what do we have to do first if we want this thing to happen in January? And she said, you have to hire a director. I mean, and honestly, I didn't even know that. So even though I'm saying you two can call the theater and... Uh, you're lying is what you're saying. I'm lying a little bit, okay. yeah. You need to at least have... there. You do have to do some things in a particular order. Mm -hmm. But you just have to find somebody to ask that right. will tell you what to do. So asking the questions. Yeah. That's that's really... And, and it all started with the two of you by a question. You asking Leanna, do you want to write something longer than three minutes? And you know, and honestly, I remember... Um, we we wrote a first draft, and we asked six of our friends to come over to my basement. Five of them read the parts, and somebody else read stage directions. We had another five sit in the audience, and they all loved it. They all said, this is the best thing ever. This should go to Vegas. This can play forever. <laughs> and... We were like, okay, great idea. We don't know anybody in Vegas. Um, but the but the point being that we thought, this is great. This is awesome. This is easy. And, um, and then, right, right. And then we wound up, we actually wound up meeting somebody who gave us a little bit of a mentoring. 
But then we also very quickly decided we were going to do this workshop production and so got this woman, you know, hired somebody to tell us what we had to do, mm-hmm. rented a space to do it. And two months later, we had a production and we more than sold it out. You know, we were sort of standing room only for, granted, a brief period of time in a small space. But still, and I remember at the time, by then, I had started taking a bunch of musical theater writing classes. And I was surprised by how um, how it seemed to be a big deal that we had this thing happen. And I couldn't really understand what the big deal was because we just did it, you know, without knowing better almost. Now that I'm much deeper into that world, I understand why everybody thought it was such a big deal because it is a really big deal to get something on stage and get an audience. Sure. Um, but it was just such a no-brainer for us. It was so easy. And, and there are a lot of reasons why it was so easy. I mean, it wasn't expensive. And the director we hired put the whole thing together for us, which... I didn't really appreciate how much she did until now when I'm struggling to do it. We're struggling to do it ourselves, and it is a much bigger undertaking than I anticipated. Mm. Um, so the bottom line is, like the message of the show, if you want to do something and you commit to doing whatever it takes to do it, you mm. probably will find a way to do it. Sure. Right. And Just keep going. Just, Just keep, keep going. going. Once you start, once you're in, you're sort of in. Right. So, you know, even with this production, we've had some um, bumps along the way. But once we hired the first person that I felt like um, really was excited about doing it, our stage manager, after that, there were many times when I was ready to say, I should lose my deposit and forget this whole thing. It's not worth it, except I felt like I had a commitment to her. So you kind of owed it to her to see if I wasn't going to just walk away. Yeah. Well, you also had said something about... And part of part of why we really like the subject of our show is that we both have seen a, a million yeah. shows, love going to theater, mm-hmm. and there's very little that shows that talks about the experiences of middle-aged women. Mm-hmm. People know right off the bat, no menopause and musical. Right. Whether you love it or hate it, it's it's a certain kind of show. Right. Um, next to normal. I mean. There, there, there's some. It's kind of about a, which is about a middle-aged woman. But these are relatively well balanced, interesting, but but fun. I mean, that's the thing. And familiar, yeah. They're they're everybody we know in our lives, and um, we wanted to share that. And what's our next song? This song is uh, sung by Sarah, the young attorney who is explaining to the other women in the club how she gets along at her law firm and how she gets along with people when she needs to and she doesn't really like them. And the way that she does that is by not getting to know them too well. So let me guess, this song is called Don't Get to Don't Know get Them get Too to Well. <laughs> and here it is. Oh, my God. 
experiences on stage. That's so true. It's absolutely true. And I don't think I'm going out on a limb by suggesting it might be because a lot of the people that make decisions about programming are not middle-aged women and don't have children. Mm -hmm. um, but there are lots of purposes of theater, and one of them is to validate experience. Mm -hmm. And... Um, while there are lots of things we see that we can appreciate intellectually mm -hmm. or which maybe give us a, um, an eye into a world that we're not part of, ultimately what we really want is to be sitting there and having that moment for like, ah, that's right. Yes, that's right. I recognize myself. I recognize that that's they right. They recognize me. And, um, and that's sort of what this is. I mean, when Leanne and I started working on this, I don't know that we knew really what it was going to be about or where it was going to go, but we knew a couple of things. And one of the things we decided was that it was not going to be about men. It was going to be about us. Some men weren't going to be the heroes or save us. We weren't going to end with a wedding. And men weren't going to be the villains, which isn't to say that they wouldn't have an impact on the lives of the characters, mm -hmm. but that's not what we were interested in. You know, and I mean, subsequently, I've written another show about saying goodbye to your kids when they go to college. Oh. And it's the same kind of thing where I wasn't interested in the kids because I feel like everything we see is about a young person starting on their journey. Mm -hmm. And it, especially when I started writing it, and I was so exhausted from having devoted my life to trying to get them out on their journey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get out already. I just, you know, I was just like, I love you. My life is built around you and organized around you, but it's time for, I want this to be about us. Yes. And, and you know, that's when they asked, when I was doing my application to Tish, and they said, what can you bring? I just wrote, I can bring the voice of a middle-aged woman and mother to this genre. You know, that's what I can offer. There's a lot I can't offer, like memory and all sorts <laughs> of other things. <laughs> but a certain perspective can be brought that is underrepresented. <laughs> that's so true. I mean, when I was growing up, my mom would listen to um, a WGN I think it was WGN or WBBM radio program, um, Kathy and Judy, in the morning. And these two women would talk, and I, I would tune it out. It was my mom's show. Mm -hmm. And then when they went off the air, they went off the air for a while. And I, I remember 
I had just started to listen to them and I was probably in my late thirties at the time. I was just crestfallen because I thought they really get it. And now I get why my mom was so connected to these women, these faceless women. But you know, we had to be quiet in the car when Kathy and Judy were talking because it was so important to feel understood, even if it wasn't reciprocal, it was just that connection. So the same thing can be said about writing. When you recognize yourself in a character that you're reading, there's nothing greater or more rewarding as a reader or an audience member than to feel like somebody took the time to share a common, whatever, feeling, experience, or motivation that's wonderful and so needed so so needed and I think I mean I think um you know our both of us feel I mean we both are part of various communities of women but they're so important to us and they're so important to almost everybody I know so what what we're talking about is no big secret Mm -hmm. but it's so fundamental um yet it's never I mean I can't think, it's just not up there. Um, Why do you think that is? I mean, I know that it's not people who are running things aren't the the faces and the voices that, that we have, but do you think it's more than that? I mean, why can action and everything, every other genre and every other story go up? But Well, I like something that I'd heard you say before yeah. is that when you go see... Uh, most shows, if they are like the the Full Monty, right, is a show that is really about men and their experience. You don't say it's a man's show, Mm-mm. but the minute you talk about menopause musical or join the club, people want to say, "Oh, it's it's a woman's show. It's mm-hmm. a chick flick. It's a you know it's dismissed, it's dismissed." Mm-hmm. And our idea is that it's not. It, it the men who came to the workshop felt as engaged. As the women didn't feel threatened, it's not, we're not bashing. No, not mm-hmm. at all. Um, but the fact that they're not present in it doesn't necessarily mean that these are not universal experiences that that men can have too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, yes. Because somebody asked us what was it most like, and it's not. It's nothing like Menopause the Musical. I mean, because Menopause the Musical isn't really a what's known as a book musical where you take a character and follow them on a journey. This is a traditional book musical mm-hmm. like the full Monty is. And, um, you know, it's very similar in both tone, I would say where it's kind of gentle, mm-hmm. um, and, and similar in themes. Cause you basically have this core group, these friends who take on some kind of outrageous task, and with the help of a couple of outsiders who get brought in, they pull it off. You know, <laughs> and the difference is in our show, it's one of the outsiders who's the main character. It's her journey. In the full Monty, it's one of the insiders, you know, and it's his story. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they're about, you know, themes of friendship, community, backing each other up and doing what you need to do, you know, to accomplish something. Like an addiction, the yes habit's hard to break. Habit is a habit and it's hard to break. Cure that affliction, don't feel guilty. Make the others pull their weight. Aren't you tired of being drafted by the mommy set? You're in 
charge of your today? Have you got it yet? I gotta be strong. Believe they can all go on. Hallelujah. Be nice. No need to yell. Just tell the whole world to go to hell. Hey, now take a look at me. I'm never too old to grow. I think I like it. This magic word, this no, 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 no. Gotta learn to just say no, 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 no. Practice saying thanks, but no, 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 no. The magic word is. Oh, Cynthia, I forgot to ask you. Will you co-chair next year's dinner dance with me? Sure. Ah. No. How many uh, cast members are there? In the so show? it's five women, uh-huh. non-ensemble musical. It's also a female director, female musical director. Yep. Female stage manager. We have men helping. We have a male set designer, male sound engineer. How are they doing with the whole thing? They're awesome. <laughs> I love both of them, yeah. and I'm indebted to them both forever. <laughs> and we'll never say anything otherwise until this is all behind us. <laughs> no, they're great. They're great. Well, I, then let me ask you this, because as women, um, things can always go lots of different ways with all of our different approaches and different moods and different attitudes. Have the two of you ever had to struggle with one another during this whole process? Have you ever? No. No. Wow, that's We're so. A, it's a collaboration. Awesome. And I know it's really unusual. But to but to realize that too is is part of I think the magic because not everybody has that. No, you, the way you realize it is by trying to work with somebody else. Sure. <laughs> That's how you find out how good it was. And is well, I mean, the thing, the thing about especially Lauren. Lauren is she will tell you exactly what she thinks. Mm -hmm. She will write something and she'll say, "How is this?" And then you will say, "I think it's pretty good." And she'll go, "Yeah, I think it's terrible." (laughs) So she's she is the first one to give herself a critique, Mm -hmm. and it makes it extremely easy to work with someone like that because you don't have to guess. You're not. You know, tiptoeing around no right well the other thing is because we're both as well educated and smart and secure <laughs> as we are <laughs> i guess we're both we know that we have some strengths mm-hmm. and we can withstand somebody telling us that something we did is not good mm-hmm. you know and that's fine right well and that's don't you think that's something that that wisdom comes with middle age, I tried at least so hard for so long to do the best at so many things and I would fail, you know, because right. you will, you right. can't right. possibly right. be fabulous at everything. Right. Right. So to finally reach that realization where, all right, I can, I can do this and I'm either going to, you know, parcel this out to somebody right. who knows what the heck they're doing or, right. or just take your hands off the wheel and just say this, I can't do this. So let's put the brakes on and shift gears once you reach that point and you found it together that's that is magic i think too yeah. i think there's separate things i mean i think that um ideally and i think for most people that as you get older you let go of more and more ego and vanity i'm and if you don't i feel sorry for you because mm-hmm. it makes life so much easier mm-hmm. to live but um the other piece 
Mm-hmm. What I was going to say. That's See, that's memory piece. About, yeah, that's a memory mm-hmm. piece. <laughs> we're going to trigger it. Here, we're going to trigger it. Uh, we were talking about how um, the wisdom that comes, the, that the two of you realize your own strengths, and that it's magic because oh, you oh, recognize but, it but in each other. But going to, I mean, being able to um, just know that something you're doing isn't good or that you don't know how to do something or that you don't know the answer to a really simple question, that's partly um, just being secure, you know, being able to say, I know, I mean, we were talking to our director and she was talking about the schedule, a rehearsal schedule, and she said something about, and this day would be a sits probe, and I said, oh, what? <laughs> you know, and I've been, you know, around this kind of thing a lot over the last five or six years. But every now and then somebody says something and I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And um, you can't be, in, there's no reason to be embarrassed. But honestly, it's my father from the time I was young was, Lauren, there's no such thing as a stupid question. A couple of things. He, he was a lawyer. One, there's no such thing as a stupid question. And two, never assume anything. Um, And I think those two precepts take you a long way in in relationships and communication and all kinds of things. I mean, I think it's law school, but I I have a really hard time making generalizing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because when you're a lawyer and everything is so fact-based, and every situation is different. Almost none are the same, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. And that's also that's also reinforced. Don't make assumptions mm-hmm. because you just, you can't. You need to be quiet and listen and see exactly what's going on. It's all unrelated to what we were talking about. But. Well, <laughs> good tangent. Yeah. <laughs> totally unrelated. I do a lot of tangents. About. My whole life is tangents. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of wisdom and imparting helpful advice, one of the big themes of the podcast is tiny bites of inspiration for some of life's biggest challenges. You want to know what challenge we're addressing with this? Absolutely. It's our quest for immortality. (laughs) (laughs) A little. little. Just a little immortality, right? (laughs) And and then we're going to share (laughs) 50-50. The immortality. Yep. Good. Okay. We'll each live half of immortality. (laughs) Well, you know what, but so that's, I actually love that. You were talking a little bit ago about broadcasts that your mom used to listen to. Yeah, the Kathy and Judy show. So there's a character on our show, Cynthia, who starts writing a blog. And she's the stay-at-home mom. There's a point at which the other characters are asking her why she's doing this when she thinks that nobody's actually going to read the blog. Because she says it's not that important to me. But she says it's sort of like throwing a putting message in the bottle and throwing it out somewhere, unlike a journal that you know you're the only person who's supposed to be reading it, there's always a chance that somebody else may and that they may gain some insight mm-hmm. into something that they're dealing with or also that they might get back in touch or that it somehow might make a connection. Right. Yeah, I would say that the next time you revise it, instead of a blog, she could have a podcast. <laughs> Because I'm hoping at least one of you out there is learning something. Because <laughs> I am. I'm learning a lot. And, and I'm also just feeling so good about myself, which is what I think. I mean, I'm feeling good about myself in that just we're all bringing what we have. And that is far more than just good enough. It's 
you know, celebrating our own selves is not done enough, I think, for women. And so your show, I think, is just going to be one of those rare celebrations of us just being who we are and recognizing all of our funny little traits and not thinking about them as shortcomings or or necessarily bad things. Because this, the one thing I really have to say that a lot of my contemporaries and I talk about is this feeling, especially at middle-ageness, of feeling either invisible or summarily dismissed, you know, and, and a lot of it comes from the age of our children and that separation that's being forced. I mean, my, my, I have teenagers and so I, I get that and it's part of life, but the, the feeling of just wondering, you know, is anybody listening? Does anybody really care that I... I think that's a song. Well, <laughs> I think I've heard that song. Really know what time it is? Yeah. That's what I would yeah. think. That's what it is. Does anybody really care? Isn't that one of the lyrics? <laughs> I think so. Maybe I yeah. heard it earlier today. All I know is it's it's like a constant theme that we all talk about and joke about. Because mm-hmm. when we're not laughing about it, we're sort of crying about it. Right. Or texting each other about it. Just saying between the piles of clothes and the trash that doesn't get taken out. And, you know, all of the so things. So you mean your husband. No, no, or never. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've just heard. Sure sounded like Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like you're celebrating all of these. They're not bashing. It's just like little tiny frustrations that all kind of lead up to feeling invisible at times. That's part of... That's that's a little bit of where that character is coming from. Yeah. You know, yeah. she... She's wondering if after she spends, you know, 22 years driving carpool, if she will look back and say, what happened to that time? And I think she has a line about how if I just write five minutes a day, every day for the next, you know, 10 years, I'll have thousands of entries and at least I will know I was there and that I was thinking about something. Yeah. Right. Do you, is this is the production in any way? I know you were joking before when you said immortality, but in light of the fact of all of your accomplishments and then your time raising kids and not working full time, you know, as some will do, is this production and all of the investment that you've put into it, your heart and your soul, time, everything, is it in some way a a bit of proof of your skill? your worth no we'd be worth a lot without it (laughs) i was hoping you'd say that because obviously yeah 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 bottom line is it's fun and that's what should drive it and whether it ever got produced or not it would still be fun the other thing i've come to think which probably i just came too late i don't think you regret what you do i think you regret regret what you don't do mm-hmm. and since we were we had the wherewithal and the time and whatever to just have the experience of putting this thing together you always learn from anything you undertake right and the bigger pain in the ass it is the more you learn from it so true yeah and so why not do it i would say what you were talking about being middle-aged i know i'm at least 10 years ahead of you and since my youngest left for college which was a while ago now, four or five years, took him a little longer to get out. Um, (laughs) I don't know that everyone is like this, but I am acutely aware that our time is limited and we don't 
two things. One, we don't know if we're going to be dead tomorrow, if we're going to have, God forbid, another 40 years, right? Which could also not be great. But because we're women and we're so emotionally connected to so many people, I feel like every day that I can go out and do something that I enjoy, I should do it because it's not just something happening to me. If, God forbid, something happened to a member of my family, my kids, my husband, my mother, my sister, any one of my close friends, that would take me down too. You know, especially because most of what I enjoy doing requires me to have some modicum of lightheartedness, you know. Mm -hmm. And when something sucky happens to somebody I care about, I lose it, mm -hmm. you know, and I can't, so I can't do this. Yeah. And so I feel a lot of pressure to do what I can any day that I can do it. Wow. Combination of all those, you know, the emotional connections and just my age and just living life long enough to see that you can't waste time. Wow. Now I'm getting all weepy. Yeah. That's I almost saw more in once, but... No. No. No, I'm not... That's not an emotional thing for me. That's just the way... It's just that's the way blood. it is. It's just the way it is. But that's a great attitude to, to sort of wake up with every day, you know, rather than, God, I got to do all of this for all of these people all of the time, blah, 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 you know, which is easy to slide into when you're doing so much for, for others, to be able to turn it on its ear and say, I get to do all of this stuff. I'm lucky I can do anything because nothing horrible has happened to me or anybody that I love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's keeping me from being able to focus and do it. Wow. Pretty negative way of looking at it. No, but you know what? I, I, but, I don't think so. I, I don't think um, a lot of people would think so either. I think it's a great way to sort of balance a lot of the responsibility. And emotional responsibility is a is a huge weight and a wonderful one to have. But, wow. So it's just so cool to see how much fun the two of you have talking about it and, and promoting it. How else are you getting the word out to others? When are we going to see you on the Today Show? When are we going to see you? Can you help us with that? <laughs> I pitched Windy City Live, but we have not gotten the confirmation. I think we would be great guests on anything. But um, I also really think that it's going to go a lot further than just the Skokie Theater. And if that happens, what? Fingers are crossed. Yes. Fingers are crossed, and people should know that when they come there, automatically entered in a raffle, and somebody will go home with some prize as yet to be determined, but they'll be happy to have it. Every show? Every show there's a raffle. You're automatically, because the conceit of the show is... It, for the first scene of the first act and the second act, though the show is not long, is that you are at a meeting of the women's club. So the first scene, you're at a new member meeting, and after intermission, you're at, I don't know, an annual dinner or something. But it's a women's club, so there is a raffle. And, um, and there's also a little bit of audience participation. Very minor, because it's a risky thing to do. Um, but there is a little... And so it's, you know, it's... Serious themes that we take seriously and care about, but it's a very fun, lighthearted, funny show. You know, it's a fun night, and like you said, it's it's about these women, but it's not only for women. So people should not be afraid to bring their husbands or boyfriends or whatever. They will like it too. Well, that's fantastic. I am so excited to see the show and to hear uh, the rave reviews. I'm certain you're going to be having them. So. You know, just just be ready for all the what were you saying? All the interviews and yeah, and, we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I can tell. We need stylists. <laughs> yeah, we, de- we determined I don't we think need so. stylists. I'm looking at the two of you. I no. think you're doing absolutely fine without them. Well, thank you both. I can't say enough about what a joy this was. I thought this could go one way or another, and it went the way I, I prayed it would. Um, and I, I really hope that you'll come back again and tell us how the experience was. Once it's over and you've gotten through it, which you will, I'm so excited for opening night for you. We'll try to get you press pass. Oh, that would be so, so awesome. Um, I would like to once again thank our two producers, creators. What other title comes with? That's enough. Okay. Oh, the modesty is <laughs> killing me. Uh, Join the Club, a new musical put together in every way possible uh, with heart and love by Lauren Tazlitz and Leanna Reichenbach. No, I didn't say that right. Yes, you did. Oh, God. Thank God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They say in unison. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Christine Wolf podcast. I hope that you will check out the studios at Space, Space for any sort of production uh, that you'd like to. The two of you just got to see Space. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. The two of them were drooling over the, what was the word you used? The immaculate nature of this place. And you're well appointed. Not just not just the performance venue that everybody sees. It's what you see when you walk the you know when you walk through the door on the other side of the performance venue. That's so awesome. You would never know us here. It was so cool. pretty cool behind the scenes. Really Don't cool. assume that it's just you know a trashy studio. This no, place it's is very cool. state of the art. Um, thank you again to both of you, Lauren and Leanna. It's been a pleasure and break a leg on your production of Join the Club. Thank you for coming. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.